Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, so let's get right into it, man. Uh, we had taken off a week. Work was crazy, but now we're back in the booth, and I know All-Star Weekend just happened. So, Q, give us a rundown. Well, one, I mean, we can start with the skills challenge, man. I did not expect Sabonis to win it all. You know, he he actually beat a couple, you know, faster forwards. Um, I believe uh, a guard was in there as well. He ended up beating Luca. Man, he was he was surprising. You know, although he's a lefty like myself, I think uh, that was the spirit that he needed. You know, be the only southpaw out there that you know held it down for the bigs. And he was a underdog, so. You know, you, you always love a, a great underdog story. Um, actually, he wasn't the only lefty. He went, The first round, he went against Julius Randle. He's a, he's a lefty as well, but I actually thought Randle was going to be the one to take that one-on-one matchup home, plus win it all, just because he's been playing phenomenal. You know, he's really show, showcasing his skills this season. He's doing pretty well for the Knicks, and you know, it's great to see, you know, a lot of young talent that we saw coming into the league start to really take that next step into their careers. The only thing that really stood out to me about Sabonis during that whole situation, and I don't know if you noticed this, so I'm really curious to hear your opinion. But did you notice that guy's three-point shot is just just a straight and, shot? And also on top of that, I think he made, I mean, until the championship round, he made his first three-pointer right away so like it eliminated i think he had to go against uh nikola vujicic from the magic he went against him he made his first three he went against randall made his first three and i was surprised because in the season we normally don't see him really shooting threes like he can knock it down but you know obviously he's more of a back to the basket you know short corner mid-range type of guy but yeah i mean you know he, he has skills the, the no arc was very ugly, though. I, I will not let that slide. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys. I mean, being seven foot, you know, how much how much arc are you really putting on the shot? Like some of these guys. Man, that are, boy is not seven foot. He's like six, eight. Yeah, I mean, on paper, you know how they do. <laughs> I was I was six foot on paper. <laughs> well, okay. Team LeBron, though, dominated, destroyed. I expected that. Just the the team that he put together, like, okay, Kevin Durant, he would have had a case for a more competitive game if he were playing, which I really didn't understand why he was picking a team if he wasn't playing. Yeah. I, I get it, but, you know, well, then again, Team LeBron is just filled with superstars. Not saying Durant's team wasn't filled with superstars as well, but come on, we have Giannis, one. This is his type of atmosphere. Like, he likes playing in games that there isn't that much pressure. The defense isn't going to focus on him. They're not going to pack the lane. It's literally a dunk fest. He went perfect from the field. I think he was 16 of 16, and he had, what, 36 points or something like that? And how many of those points? I think he was three for three from the three-point line. The rest of them were dunks. Yeah. Catching oops and dunks, like that's his type of game. Like he's not that's not gonna be his only all-star game MVP just because that type of game is suited for his style of play. Mm-hmm. Then you got Lillard and Curry shooting from half the court, just having fun out there. You got Luca out there just, you know, 
taking his time, you know, doing what he does, just having fun. LeBron's resting in the fourth quarter. You know, they're, man, it's, it was insane just the team that they had put together. Paul George was out there having having fun. Like, I mean, these guys were out there hooping. I I easily took Team LeBron in that one. That was a, a no-brainer. Um, we can we can jump into this short series. Three-point championship, Steph Curry. Who who didn't think he was going to win? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I knew he was going to win. I just didn't know he was going to be that great. Like, his misses look great. You know what I mean? Like, they, is, he's just unbelievable. He, he's definitely the greatest shooter the NBA has ever seen. Yeah, that's it's hard to argue that, man. The dude's broken records. He's breaking his own records. And... <laughs> You know, it's just like it's a beauty in the art to watch him just shoot the ball. Like, you know, everything, the mechanics, the follow through, just the form, the quick release. Like, what else can you ask for from a, a you know a great shooter? And you know, he just twinkles the twine. Oh yeah, as, he, as he's they say, he's amazing, man. I, I, he's so fun to watch. I could watch the replay of him just shooting that over and over again because it's that fun to watch. He's amazing. He's just amazing. He's an alien. What'd you think of that? What'd you think of that dunk contest, though? It's tough. I feel like this is the case every year. Um, it it just becomes you know harder to watch just because it feels like everything has already been done already. You know, it's like how creative can you get in the dunk contest that's humanly possible for you to you know recreate or emphasize like we got guys you know putting a small hoop on top of the backboard taking the ball there you know through the legs like we've seen so many variations of through the legs but before we you know kind of discredit you know some of the stuff that they did which you know some of the stuff they did was phenomenal i i feel like cassius stanley kind of was robbed from his first dunk no one really knows how tough that is to jump off of the same leg that you put the ball through. He jumped off of his left leg and put it through his left leg. Most people didn't notice that. And to do that is that takes some incredible leaping ability. So I feel like them giving him, I think it was like a 44 or 45 on his first dunk. That could have easily been a 49 to 50 just from the level of difficulty. So I feel like he got robbed a little bit on that first dunk. I feel like, you know, Simons really didn't do too much to really win that thing. And, you know, it's just not as competitive as it used to be. You know, obviously, uh, due, due to everything being so, you know, done already, the judges are a lot tougher, you know, and they, some of them don't really understand the, the degree of difficulty that some of these dunks are. For example, that first dunk, you know, it's – you know, I feel like he got robbed, but it's it's tough, man. It's It was intriguing to watch, but it's just not as fun as it used to be, obviously. I just feel like this year pretty much fell off. I mean, you got to have somebody who's like a, an Aaron Gordon or a Zach Levine, somebody who's just everybody knows too. And I'm not, I'm not saying like – like Zach I, I know is a star. Aaron Gordon, I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a star. I think he's a good player, but – if you don't have somebody with a name behind it, it doesn't make it as exciting to watch. And, and deep down, everybody that watches the dunk contest, they really want to see like a LeBron James do it. 
You know what I mean? Like, they really want a big-name person to go in there and do it. I don't know if we'll ever have it. I mean, another person who I thought should have probably done it, and I don't know if he's really got tricks or not, but who's given himself a name. I think they had a list of the top 20 dunks for the first half of the season. I think three or four of them were Anthony Edwards. And I think it would have been a good time for him to showcase himself doing something. He's he's a freak athlete. I think uh, just that that big posterizer he had kind of opened the eyes of a lot of players, a lot of people that were spectating, you know, on the side, you know, myself included. I mean, just seeing him at Georgia, I knew he was explosive, but to do what he did to that dude on the Raptors, Vince Carter, him. <laughs> that's that's next level. And obviously, we know he's athletic. But once you pull out one of those, we know you got some more tricks in the bag. So it would have been fun to see him like a Zion or something. You yeah. know, obviously, I feel like Zion could have, you know, wrecked the show. It would be nice to see LeBron in it, you know, in his prime years. But, you know, that's that's over with. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I just I think if you don't have people with real names doing it, it doesn't make it as fun. Like, I, I mean, you think about Zach Levine turned into a very, very good player. Um, but you you look back, like somebody who I think of immediately who I think is an amazing dunker, but you would never get excited to watch him in the dunk contest because he's not a, you know, a household name, Gerald Green. You know, he, oh, yeah. he he's kind of like a, a Zach Levine type bounce. But, I mean, he's not somebody you're like, oh, God, I'm so jacked for him to be in the all-star dunk contest. Or, or JaVel McGee actually wasn't that bad in the dunk contest if you think about it, but he's not a household name either. Yeah, I got to think against, you know, seeing a lot of those taller guys in the dunk contest, like, you know, JaVale, Dwight Howard. Yeah, it's cool to see them do some stuff that a lot of these, you know, six, five, six, eight guys can't do. But then again, you know, it's cool to see, you know, those six, six, ten and under guys being able to, you know, make make a show just because you can kind of see how how much higher they're jumping and all the, you know, the other intangibles, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool. And it's just hard for me to get excited about, you know, the dunk contest nowadays. And, you know, it's just so many ideas that, you know, are taken, but I actually seen um, Cole Anthony, he had on his Snapchat, he was doing like a, a windmill from the, the free throw line and stuff like that. Like that's something creative that we, we would love to see in the dunk contest and he's pretty bouncy and, you know, doesn't have as much opportunity to show it as like a Zion, but you know, those are the type of you know exciting dunks that we'd like to see. How often will we see it? You know, we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> you know who, who I'd really like to see too? Dennis Smith. Oh yeah. Bouncy. bouncy. He would be Even so that- fun to watch. Yeah, even after his uh his ACLs, you know, surgery, I think he had it his junior year at NC State, he still came back just as bouncy. Yeah, he's got I, I, I heard he had like an additional ligament in his knee or something like that. I don't know if that's true, but that's uh, <laughs> I believe it just because how he jumps, but the explosiveness is is crazy. Well, the cat's out of the bag though. Let's talk about Blake Griffin. Whoa. Yeah, Blake. What a what a trade, man. What a what a pickup for the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I'm happy to see him go to, you know, a contender. You know, obviously we know Detroit's not gonna make any noise in the East. Or 
probably not even there in their division, but just seeing him leave that situation and go into some other organization that's healthy, rebuilding. Obviously, they got superstar galore over there, and I think it's going to be a good fit for him, you know, around good good guys, you know, good chemistry. He can kind of start his, you know, his legacy there with the, with the team. I think it's the contracts through the rest of the year, so he'll have a chance to prove himself. And then from there, you know, we'll see where the, the Nets take us. Dude, I, I think it's hilarious. That man fleeced the Pistons. Fleeced the I mean, Pistons. He he got the bag, and I don't I don't <laughs> he he gave them what he had from the bench. But <laughs> that man said, "All right, keep thirteen million. Let me be free, so I can go win a ring." He already has two hundred fifty million in the bank. What's thirteen a, million to him? Not a bad trade off. For someone who no. you know is, is is ring chasing, you know, go get it. I'm not mad at him. <laughs> the the one thing that I've been seeing too, though, is a lot of hate towards Blake Griffin, saying that he's a shell of himself. He hasn't dunked since his his uh, knee surgery that he had two years ago, which, you know, that's kind of hearsay. Like I'm not I'm not doubting he hasn't dunked, but I mean, do you think he's really trying when he's in Detroit? Not at all. Just because. Uh... I mean, just the guys, the guys that are around him, he, I don't think he was really amped up to do anything in Detroit. You know, obviously, you know, finances are a big situation in your trade and, you know, they gave him some good money. He went, obviously it's not a a winning organization. So he kind of knew what he was getting himself into, hopefully to turn them around. But, you know, it's, it's tough in a situation where you got a lot of young guys, not really a veteran presence and, he was going to be that veteran presence, but injuries kind of, you know, withheld him from being able to, to help the team. So he ended up leaving, going to a, a better situation. And now I think he's going to be back healthy. You know, we're going to see some dunks from him now. I guarantee that. I, I bet. I want to know what the, the bet is like, what's the spread on him dunking his first points for the Nets? Uh, I know those. there's a lot of prop bets. Um, I'm not sure when he's going to play, probably within like the next couple of weeks. I know he, him and Durant sat out last night, but uh, I'm sure he's going to have his fair share. Him and DeAndre Jordan are reuniting. You know, they were together in, in L.A., and, you know, they're going to have fun again. It's still going to be the, you know, the, the dunk team and just Durant, Harden, and Irvin around them. Listen to this lineup. Irving, Harden, Durant, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. That's scary. You can switch one through five pretty much. I mean, Kyrie probably not guarding a a four of a five. But other than that, like every ball screen situation that the defense is in, they're going to struggle. You're not going to switch a guard on Blake. You're you, you can switch a guard on DeAndre because he's not really going to do anything in the post, but he's going to catch lobs. So hopefully watch your head. And you're not going to switch on Durant. Harden, everything is a, a mismatch everywhere on the floor. That This is why they're probably going to win the NBA Finals. And I, I probably will put a futures, a futures bet down <laughs> on, on, on the nets just because I don't see them stopping them being stopped in seven games. You know, the other interesting thing is, you know, Blake's was the buyout. There's three other pretty big names that are 
being talked about. I know everybody's trying to shop him at the deadline, but it sounds like they're going to be bought out, which will be P.J. Tucker, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Andre Drummond. All three of them aren't playing right now because they're trying to keep him healthy. What do you think is going to happen there? I I mean, Tucker probably could get traded. I think he's got a tradable contract, but, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond both have $20 million contracts. They're going to be hard to move. So I'm guessing them it's probably going to be a buyout. So, me being a Spurs fan, I'll start with Aldridge. I did read that the team and him didn't mutually agree to, you know, him stepping away from the team and some other stuff. So, I mean, just being a fan itself, I understand the business side of it. You know, in the playing side, he's getting older. He probably wants to be on a bigger contender. You know, we're a rebuilding organization with a lot of young talent. You know, I'm, I'm happy for him wherever he goes. You know, does it hate? Does it hurt to see him go? Yes, of course. Just like it hurt to see Kawhi leave, but we understand that it is a business. Coach Pop is probably on his final few years. You know, let's be honest. And you know, I, I understand. You know, I, I hope he goes to a contender, and you know, he can contribute to them. You know, just as well as he did for us while he was playing. But as far as PJ Tucker, whoever gets him, that's going to be a steal. You know, you got a lockdown defender. Sharp, sharp shooter, solid, solid, I won't say sharp shooter, solid shooter in the corner. You know, he's, he's going to give you everything. You know, he's guarding one through five. You know, we already know what he can bring to the table. And who was the other guy? Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Oh, my. Like, I was reading stuff that he was thinking about going to the Nets, too. Like, if he went there, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting to see where he goes just because he's – He's a solid piece. He's starting to develop his offensive game a little more. I've seen him shooting some jumpers and dribbling here and there more than what he's been doing. But his rebounding, any yeah. team could use that. You know, he's, he's a solid piece over there on, on the board. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where these guys end up. And, you know, I think it's good for the NBA. You know, it's healthy. I feel sorry for the Rockets because they literally lost their entire roster this season. Yeah. P.J. Tucker's gone. Harden's gone. Boogie Cousins is gone. Um, Clint Capella was gone last season. I mean, who else? Yeah, and man, it sounds it's... like they might still move Victor. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't know. I think he declined uh, an extension or something like that with them. He doesn't want to stay there, but I don't blame him. Look <laughs> at the organization, man. They're deteriorating. I, I I thought the weird thing was with the Boogie Cousins deal because I thought it was working out. And, I mean, him I and John Wall are best friends, so I don't know why they did that one. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I don't understand, but, I mean, that's the business side of it. You know, maybe it's some some inside things going on. So, I mean, we, we never know on the outside. We just know what they tell us. I could honestly see something weird like, because I know they guaranteed the rest of his contract for the year, then cut him. So they paid him. But I could see him ring chasing and then maybe signing a long-term deal with the Rockets next offseason. I could see that. Like, I feel like them doing that was to keep the door open in case they could get him back for next year. Yeah, true. And I did see that uh, the Lakers honored his uh... – you know his time there, and they gave him a ring. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if he's really considering that as a, you know, a win. But you know, a ring's a ring. You were oh, a part yeah. of the organization for a period of time. So, you know, congrats to him. 
Well, we got a lot of news in the NFL, man. It, it's changing probably by the minute. I'm sure I've got 20 tweets right now telling me of all kinds of new news. But um, we should start with the champs right off the bat. Oh, right. yeah, for sure. Tom Brady took a team-friendly extension. I, I believe it's a four-year deal, but it actually, after the first season, it cancels out, and it's just to spread out the cap hits. And I think it created like $18 million or something for them, or $17 million, so they can keep the band together for him to go after ring eight. What do you think? I'm all for it. You know, I've, I've always been kind of that team-first guy. You know, I would put my organization before, you know, my personal um, I mean, obviously, seeing he's had a, a long career, obviously, he's, you know, financially stable, of course. And, yeah. you know, he's just, he's just continuing to chase that legacy. So I'm not, definitely not mad at him. And I wouldn't be mad at him, you know, if he gets number eight. Like, just keep adding on to what you're doing. Like, and this dude is going to be 45 years old, still doing it with the best, the best. Like, it just... Does it make sense? The goat. What else do we say? I just want to see it happen now, just because. Like now, now it's before I was annoyed. Now I'm like, I just want to see how far he can take it. Now, now I just let's go. Yeah, I mean, he has the team. Obviously, I don't think they're losing any pieces, so might as well put your futures bet in for them to win the following Super Bowl back to back. I I'll sprinkle on that. Hell yeah! Well. Because of the weird salary cap, we're going to see a lot of vet releases, um, like really good players. I, I can go through the list, but because it's, you know, this, this, I don't, I want to call it like salary cap purgatory because it's gone down by 8%. I believe last year it went down. I don't even know, probably like five to 10. Yeah, it's been I mean, dropping for sure. It's been decreasing. But I, supposedly this might be the last season because they're going to have those new TV deals coming up. But we've seen some really good players get cut. Uh, Quan Alexander coming off an injury with the Saints. John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Butler, Jarrell Casey, Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher. So that's both tackles for the Chiefs. Trey Turner, who was just traded for last year from the Chargers, cut. Kevin Zeitler, who might be on the Vikings' radar. They tried to trade for him a few years ago with a, a little swap between Everson Griffin and him, but cut by the Giants. Deshaun Jackson let go. Desmond Trufant, Jesse James, Alex Smith, Christian Kirksey, who actually just re- uh, signed with the Texans today, so he's already back in work. Uh, one of my favorite players, low-key, Janoris Jenkins, the Jack yep, I was just, just looking at that. He got released. John Brown from the Bills. Yep, yep. Kenny yeah, Kenny Mark Ingram's with the Texans now. Man, yep. it's, it's, it's been a lot of moves going on. But before we even get to any of that, my boy Dak Prescott <laughs> <laughs> got the bag. Four years, 160, right? Yeah, he, he got some, some, some good money. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm glad we get to keep him as a QB. Now we just need him to, you know, get back healthy, get back to where he was and bring it, bring it back to the field, man. I'm, we're happy we get to keep him. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been mad if Russell Wilson would have came aboard, but you know, we'll, we'll ride it out with Dak. You know, we're, we're very loyal on this side. So not mad at all. You know, he, he deserves money um, that much. I don't know, but we're going to roll with him. <laughs> I think, 
I think you'll be very happy with the Dallas Cowboys offense. I don't know if you'll be as happy with the defense, but that, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm always happy with eh, not always, but I'm usually happy with the offense. You know, obviously we've had some coaching issues in the past. Now we're trying to clean it up, trying to change up the play calling. We have the players to make the plays. It's more so, you know, just getting it done. And then the defensive side, we definitely need to upgrade. So we'll see this this upcoming draft. I'm sure we'll we'll pick up some defensive pieces and hopefully they can uh, contribute, you know, in a strong way. You know, uh, we got Kenny Vaccaro was cut, who I'd actually really love to see in a Vikings jersey. I think he's a really good ball player. Or Trey Boston, another really good safety. Kyle Van Noy was just cut after one year. I could see him running back to the Patriots and reuniting with Billy. Adrian Claiborne cut. James Carpenter cut. Golden Tate, Ricardo Allen, A.J. Boye. Uh, Tyrell Williams, but he's already signed with the Lions, um, so he'll probably be their number one. I feel bad for Goff. They really gutted that receiving core for that poor kid. Carlos Dunlap might be another name that that the Vikes might hear about. He's got connections to – Paul Gunther, who who's an assistant for assistant head coach, I believe now for Zimmer, who was under his tutelage when he was in Cincinnati. JJ Watt to the Cards, that's a big one. What about your boy? Um, you know, we got two Vikings. We got a, a former Cowboy, Dan Bailey, got got <laughs> released. Also, uh, Kyle Rudolph. You know, I'm gonna miss Rudy, but I mean, you know, and Riley Riley Reef was probably our best offensive lineman last year. But Rudy didn't want to take a pay cut. Um, I don't know, man. It, you hope that he gets to go to a situation that he's happy in. Um, I mean, Rudy, I know, is going to be a, a, a lifetime Minnesotan. Like, this is where his family is going to be even when he's retired. I know he built some awesome house up in Minnetonka. Um, but, you know, hopefully he gets to go to a situation where he gets used more. I mean, I think he's his career has been stuck because he's been used as just a blocker, which, you know, when you're winning, it's really not as big of a problem. But if you're not winning, it sucks if that's what your role is and that's not even what you want to do. You know what I mean? So I get him wanting to to go somewhere else. And if he was somewhere else, his numbers would most likely be very different. And he probably would be, you know, people would consider him earning his paycheck like he was, you know. It probably wouldn't seem like he was being overpaid like it did because of, production that wasn't happening just because that wasn't what he was being asked to do. So I don't know. I I think it's probably best that they both amicably parted ways personally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens next for him because obviously he still has a lot of production left in him, although he's a vet. And I'm I'm also interested to see where uh, Deshaun Jackson goes. Uh, Hopefully he can, you know, remain healthy and contribute to a team that actually needs, you know, uh, a wide receiver of his caliber. You know, although he's he's a vet, he's he still has some some gas in the tank. Juice. You know where I think he's going? Chiefs, baby. Not Minnesota. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs, baby. Man, do they need another receiver? Him and Andy Reid, man. Him and Andy Reid, they're tight. Yeah, that is true. I can see it. And think about how good he'd be. You know, if you're going to play, might as well play with the best quarterback. That would be nuts. Him, Tyreek, Kelsey, Sammy, Nicole. That was insane, dude. 
I don't think I don't think they bring back Sammy. I think they let Sammy walk unless he takes a huge pay cut. Yeah, they probably will. They probably probably he's drop too him. injured. He's way yeah. too injured. Yeah, he hasn't seen much of the field, uh, especially this past season. Unfortunately, you know, you know who else is actually Kyle Long? Don Long is unretiring and coming back in the league. Really? Yeah. He's nasty, bro. He's a great guard. I, I want to see where he ends up. If he was a Viking, I'd be very happy. Yeah, that would be a good pickup for sure. Hell yeah. Um, some other crazy things, though. Some surprise moves that some teams didn't tag players like uh, Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, and Hunter Henry. All three I thought would have been tagged for sure. I can't believe the Lions are going to let Kenny Galladay just walk away. Um, Aaron Jones... I could understand a team wanting to play or pay a, a running back just in today's NFL. Like I understand the reasoning behind that because he's probably going to command like fifteen mil a year. Um, Packers can't afford that, I don't think. But I just, just crazy, crazy, letting him just walk like that for free. They didn't want to sign and trade nothing. Yeah, that's a that's a tough situation. I mean, obviously they. They have their eyes on something else, maybe some some other production from other backs, maybe uh, picking one up in the draft. Who knows? It'll be an interesting season for sure. Then uh, my guy Cam Newton's re-signing with the uh, Pats. Another year, a dollar bill. 14 mil, right? Yeah, I believe it, it, it can get up to 14 mil. I think it's like 5 million base or something like that. But incentives yeah. can get it up to 14 Oh yeah, he's gonna get, he's gonna get those incentives this year. Billy pulled off another steal of a trade too, bringing uh bringing back Trent Brown. They exchanged a twenty twenty two, uh fifth round pick for Brown in the twenty twenty two seventh round pick, and they not got bad. him to take a pay cut. Not bad, not bad. They're they're moving forward. Uh, I definitely like that move. I think he'll he'll fit right in. I got a feeling the Pats are gonna break ten wins this year. Easy. Easy money. It's, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, they they showed some some good signs at times during this season. I know they've they've been banged up. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the I Am Athlete podcast and Cam was actually on there as a I guest. He, yeah, he was talking about how COVID kind of like threw him off, and he came back, and he was just kind of off balance and not really feeling right. But I think this season he's going to come back and really make some noise. He has some good chemistry with those with those guys, the young guys out there, and it'll be a an entirely different season for him. Oh, yeah. I think a full year in that playbook is going to make a world of difference for him. You know, it was just a weird year. Came in, no offseason, had to try to learn everything, then COVID, missed a few weeks, everything kept going on without him. Like, that's hard when you don't know the offense in and out. It's learning a different language. It's crazy. So, I definitely think that Cam will bounce back. I, I think he's a candidate for bounce back player of the year, comeback player of the year, to be honest. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna make some noise. And uh, once he does, I might have to purchase one of those hats that he, he usually wears. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing, too, like when you think about that roster, that defense, everybody opted out. And they're all going to be back. They're going to be a completely different team next year. Healthy, too. Healthy. They're going to be fun to watch, man. I'm, I'm really excited for football. Like, this is, this is my favorite time of the year, the offseason, so I'm jacked. Yeah, then we get to see our boy uh, 
you know, Trey Wayne's, you know, lace him back up. You know, he, he should be healthy this season. And, you know, unfortunately, due to injury, he had to miss this, this season. And, you know, it's, it's going to be fun, man. We get to see a lot of guys, you know, back in, back into it. He's got to remind everybody why they're paying him, man. He, I know he's going to lock everybody up. I'm Jack to oh, watch yeah. Trey back on the field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he will. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, next week, let's get back into it. All right. All right.